Market Foolery is brought to you by Casper, a sleep brand that continues to revolutionize its line of products to create an exceptionally comfortable sleep experience one night at a time. Get $50 off select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash fool and use the promo code fool at checkout. It's Thursday, June 14th. This is Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill. Joining me in studio, it's Bill Mann, and the only reason he's joining me in studio is because it's halftime <laughs> of the Russia-Saudi Arabia game. Not a very good game, but it's the World Cup, which for some of us is that's the best month out of all four years. So it's two nothing so Russia. So I'm all in. And that was the thing. So we we wrapped up yesterday's episode. Matt Argusinger and I talking about uh, the World Cup kicking off, and then I, I pinged you on Slack this morning saying, "Hey." Would you be interested in, in coming on Market Foolery? And your answer was essentially, if we can do it at halftime. So let's, uh, let's let's get moving. Let's get moving, and let's start with, and and you know, under the heading of timing is everything, uh, Matt and I finished taping yesterday's episode where one of the things we talked about was Comcast is absolutely going to come out with a bid for Fox's assets. And it turned out to be about, I don't know, 45 minutes after we left the studio. Literally, as I was listening to, I listened to the episode on my ride home last night, knowing what had happened, you know, the bid had come out by then. Yeah. And singing, Matt Argersinger's a genius. <laughs> I mean, we knew that anyway, but yeah, that's, that's, that, 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 that's, that, that was something else. But yeah, bid came out. So As now, so now we have the particulars. So now we have in one corner Disney with its fifty-two billion dollar uh, stock and cash deal, and now Comcast. And I don't think the sixty billion dollar offer, all cash offer, was ever made official. It was reported, it was rumored, but I, I don't think Comcast ever came out and said yes. No. But let's just assume that that was correct. Yes, they've upped it. By nearly ten percent, and now it's a sixty-five billion dollar bag of cash. A bag of cash, yes. And so now, I mean, Disney will obviously respond, right? And you know, so basically, the big prize in this is they want to be able to, you know, to compete with Netflix. I mean, that's ultimately what's happening here, and they are willing to pay a lot of money to get, you know, to to make sure that they are Netflix proof, basically. And so, what's going to have to happen with Fox is they're going to have to figure out whether a bag of Disney stock, assuming that's how they stay, becomes more attractive than $65 billion in cash for their shareholders. And they don't necessarily have to take the cash just because it's a, a higher number. Well, right now, it's a substantially higher number. It's not yeah. just, well, this is a couple billion more. Right now, it's, you know, roughly, you know, if I'm doing the math right, somewhere in the eleven D billion more. Yeah. yeah, it's it's you know twenty percent higher. Yeah, so I mean, right. if you're, I, I let's assume that the reports about uh, what is in Rupert Murdoch's heart are correct, and by that I'm referring to, he thinks that Disney and Bob Iger will be a better steward of the Fox assets yeah. than Comcast. It's still a pretty sizable gap. How? Do you have a number in mind that Disney needs to get to with their offer that makes it palatable for those people who are either Fox shareholders or employees or whoever yeah. who are saying, hey, look, this isn't just a bigger offer from Comcast. It's a much bigger offer. Yeah, well, so keep in mind, it also depends on the mix. So if you get a cash offer, recognize that that's going to end up being a taxable transaction for every shareholder. If it's cash and stock, or if it's all stock, it won't necessarily all be taxable. right? You have a merger. So, 
Uh, it is it is perfectly defensible for a company to take a lower offer, depending on the mix of the offer, and depending and what you know what what the law says is that it's in the best interest of shareholders. And there are plenty of examples in the past. MCI may have been the biggest and most contentious one. Took a cash offer that was lower than another that was on the table. This is two thousand and four, I think. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's easy enough for them to do. I think their number has to start with a six. And I would expect, no matter what, that there will be shareholder lawsuits attached to any number that comes in lower than than the uh, than the Comcast offer. One and that's okay, by the way. I mean, shareholder lawsuits. I mean, they're they're you know they're the squeegee men of the securities world. So, as as we say from time to time, whatever happens, the lawyers always win. The lawyers will the lawyers will do okay in this. But you know, I I, I tell you what. You know, merger and you know, merger and you know, merger and acquisition lawyers tend to be pretty buttoned down in terms of the, the terms of the transaction. So one of the things that they would sue on was that this was not, you know, that that they would, you know, to say that uh, that Fox hasn't done their work. You can guarantee that they've done their work. Is there anything in particular we should be looking for as investors? Uh, you know, do you see these reports? And, and Manny and I talked a little bit about this yesterday. That that. The ruling from the judge in this in in the AT and T Time Warner uh, case was so unbelievable, so, <laughs> so wonderfully <laughs> hilarious, but also just incredibly one sided and clear. Yeah, and so it sends this signal to the business world: mergers and acquisitions. We're open for business. We're going to greenlight everything. Is there anything in particular we should be looking for? Or because well, it seems like it's going to be a busy rest of 2018 for M and A. I'll tell you what, though. I don't know if you remember when uh, the telecom networks all started merging with one another, and it was okay. There's six, and then there's five, and that's okay. And then there's four, and suddenly with T-Mobile. The Justice Department got very nervous as you were starting to get lower and lower numbers of competitors. So yeah, I, the, I think the thing that that Matt was exactly right about yesterday is that time was of the essence because you know that there are other you know there are other potential places for for, for uh, you know for um, concentration in the market. Let's move on to retail, which is kind of having a bad day, or, a or or at least. Twenty percent off sale. Yes, uh, Michaels uh, shares of Michaels down uh, about eighteen percent. Tailored Brands, which is the parent company of Men's Warehouse and Joseph A. Bank, down twenty two percent. Anything to glean from this? I mean, in the in the case of Taylor Brands, it is. I I, I was all prepared to go with the um, tried and true jokes about Joseph A. Bank. You know, buy one suit, get seven for free. Get, you know, that get, get six years of stock for free. Um, but but that stock, I'm wondering if at least in the case of Taylor Brands, it's a valuation thing because that thing has had an amazing 12 months. Yeah, they were a company that uh, you know after the af- after the merger, and I think it actually was a pretty good merger. And and uh, Men's Warehouse was a much better run company than than Joseph A. Bank, and so they they literally were able to take you know, and the jokes actually make themselves. They were actually able to take a pretty incompetent competitor out of uh, you know out, out out of sequence. But you know, so they have done they have done quite well in terms of just basically amalgamating the company and you know all all of the synergies, but it's still a retailer that's selling men's suits and 
that's that, that's going to remain a tough business. So yeah, I think that's probably a little bit more of a valuation play. Keep in mind that that you know the stock is down a great deal simply because same store sales were down. Not you know they beat all of their earnings expect, expectations, beat beat on revenues. But they warned that you know that uh, same store sales were down, and it's going to remain flat for a while. Uh, does Michaels have any kind of e-commerce presence? Because it seems like, given what they are selling, uh, if if they don't have an e-commerce strategy, they they should probably get one quick. Yeah, they probably should. They they, they don't have a huge uh, um, e-commerce presence simply because in a lot of ways Amazon has eaten up that. What what Michaels is a little bit more is hey I need a you know I need a piece of balsa wood hey I need a you know I need some paint I need some you know so it's it's very much a quick impulse purchase and they also I mean they beat on revenues uh, they beat on you know they beat on earnings but they warn that uh, th- that uh, um, sales are going to be flat they're still planning on opening seventeen stores this year and their same store sales were negative. Or actually, they weren't negative. Excuse me, they were lower than expectations. They were basically flat. It was 0.4 percent instead of 0.7 percent. But this is a company that has absolutely been larded with debt after it was taken private and came back public in 2014. And so it has an enterprise value above six billion dollars, market cap of 3.4 billion. So the venture capitalists, uh, you know, did what they do. They took a company private. They Stripped out basically the equity for themselves and sent it back out with a lot of debt. So this is not a good situation for Michaels, even though as a business it's relatively healthy. And before we dip into the full mailbag, I want to say a quick thanks to Casper. I don't know the last time you bought a mattress, but if it's been a while, you should check out Casper. Their mattresses are designed by humans for humans. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with just the right sink and just the right bounce. And they make buying a mattress easy. And when you think about how often you actually use your mattress, almost every day. Almost every day. <laughs> it's it's nice that someone's actually trying to make buying one easy. You can order online; it's delivered right to your door in a compact box. Free shipping and free returns in the U.S., Canada, and you don't have to go to some godforsaken warehouse and be under the Klieg lights lying on plastic for three minutes pretending that's what it's like to sleep on a mattress. Also, it comes with a risk-free 100-day trial. And when you consider that we spend a third of our lives on a mattress, except for new parents who spend less, uh, it's so important to truly sleep on a mattress before committing. That's why Casper gives you 100 nights to try it out. Um, do you have one? We, we've got some people here who use these things and you know love them. There are a bunch of people at the Fool who have Casper. We actually do have one in uh, in our guest bedroom, and it is uh, my my parents call our guest bedroom the best sleep they ever get because it's down and dark and beautiful you know beautiful Casper Casper mattress actually. Nice. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, this wasn't a setup. You just asked me the yeah. question. Yeah. No, it's absolutely fabulous. No, much like the show itself, there's no preparation <laughs> that goes into this. What are we going to talk about next, Chris? Get fifty dollars towards select mattresses by visiting Casper.com/fool and use the promo code Fool at checkout. Terms and conditions apply. That's fifty dollars towards select mattresses by visiting Casper.com/fool and use the promo code Fool at checkout. Our email address is marketfoolery at fool.com. From Nathaniel Johnson, Nathaniel writes, How big should or could a company be relative to its market? For example, if the, if the economy is going to spend $20 billion on a service like 
data mining, how should I value a company that services that market? If the market cap of a data services company is $10 billion in a $20 billion market, is that too rich? That's a great question. I love this question. That's a great spin on the valuation question. I'd never really thought about it in those terms. Before. Oh no, it's it, it's it's the exact right way to think, but there's one other variable. So let's go back. We were just talking about Michaels. Now, I think we can agree that Michaels has a huge percentage of the cash and carry arts and crafts market, right? Yes. A huge percentage of a market that unless there's a big, you know, a big push towards scrapbooking, it's not going to get that much bigger. It's probably a pretty defined market. So the fact that they own such a big slice of it should tell you that there is, you know, what the northern bound of their market cap should be. You know, it's not going to be too much higher than it is today, unless things change. But let's take something. What did you say? Data mining. Yeah, data, data mining, mining. Data and data analysis. Chris, you're kind of an expert on data analysis. <laughs> Would you suggest that a twenty billion dollar market for data analysis in 2018 is going to grow in the future, or is it going to shrink? I'm going to say grow. Yeah, I think it's going to grow exponentially. So there's much less of a worry that you that you have a business that has such a large market you know, market share, and there's also less of a worry should they give up some of that market share if the market is growing that fast. So if it goes from 50 percent to 38 percent, but the market is doubled, that's still a pretty good thing for them. So I would the third element of that is is this a growing market or not? Uh, it's a great question. It is a, I think it is that's a great fabulous. question. You just reminded me of the um, the Danny DeVito in the movie Other People's Money when he's at um, the shareholder meeting and he talks about buggy whips. You know, <laughs> that's what, right. Once upon a time in America, there were all these companies making buggy whips, and then. You know, they started to die off. And I bet the last buggy whip maker made the best damn buggy whip in the world. But it's like, you know, but he goes into the whole thing of like, you know, it's the surest way to go bankrupt is get an increasing share of a market that's shrinking. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, SH Green Stamps has 100% of that market. And I mean, that's great. <laughs> um, we should probably wrap up. Because halftime is wrapping up, we got to get you back for the second half. Uh, I would I would be remiss if I did not wish you a happy National Bourbon Day. That's today. That's what the Twitter tells me, oh. and so um, perhaps the elixir of the gods. Yes, and so perhaps we that's... we should celebrate the Saudi Arabian soccer game with a with with a bourbon. There you go, <laughs> Bill Mann. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Chris. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and The Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against. So don't buy or sell stocks based solely on what you hear. That's going to do it for this edition of Market Foolery. The show's mixed by Austin Morgan. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you on Monday. Monday.